on this episode of The Young Podcast, we talk the passing of baseball legend Hank Aaron, UFC 257 coming up, and the wild story of Walker witnessing a theft. All this and more on this episode of The Young Podcast. All right, everybody. It is Friday, the 22nd. It is 7.28 p.m. I'm your host, Josh Robinson. This is Walker Kirk. This is Nick Borden. And this is Freaking (laughs) the Young Podcast. How are we doing, fellas? Doing great, man. How are y'all doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Nick? I'm I'm all right, man. You know, took a couple-week hiatus, you know, from... The show, and I'm back. and do what you got to do, man. Ready to talk to the gentlemen, to the fellows, you know? You got to do what you got to do. Absolutely. I, I had to take a hiatus. We were supposed to do the show last night. The show was supposed to be out right now. And uh, the boy, myself, I think I, I picked up whatever Nick let off a couple weeks ago. I, I felt like I got <laughs> ran over by a truck. <laughs> it came out of nowhere. It was, yeah. what, what was yesterday, Thursday? So it was Wednesday. I felt absolutely fine. Thursday, I woke up, felt like I got ran over a truck. I, it was awful. I was just chugging water all day. I was like, I didn't because I didn't know what to do. Did you uh, go to work? Did you go to work? I did because <laughs> I didn't. I didn't feel sick. I just you felt did. really bad. And then I went to sleep super early. Woke up. It like it never even happened. My body was just like, "What are mm-hmm. you talking about, Josh? You're good." Yeah. So here we are recording this episode. Um, you ready to get into it? Yes, sir. Get into it. Let's get into it. All right. Uh, I think I'm going to lead off a little RIP for today. Uh, Mr. Hank Aaron, you know, former former Atlanta uh, baseball superstar. Uh, what was it? 755 home yeah. runs. That that uh, that uh, um, record stood like, yeah. for 40 years, gentlemen. Pre steroids era. Pre steroids. 40 years, only <laughs> beat, steroids era. That's what that is. Only beat by <laughs> Mr. Steroids himself, Barry Bonds. Yeah, I was yeah. Gonna say, that's why I'm saying pre-steroids era. Pre-steroids like, era. An argument could be made that you know it's still it's still alive today. An argument could be made. Yeah. Um, my thing when I first got into baseball, I was it was probably that was, baseball was the first sport I learned how to play. So it was probably like 2006, 2007. Right. So the Yankees were dominating. Um. And I was the first favorite baseball player I had. And the first baseball player I learned about was actually Hank Aaron. Really? Um, I did. Yeah, I did a ba- I did a project on him in third grade. Basically, it was I forget what it was about, but I chose Hank Aaron as like my subject matter. And I learned so much about him. Um, and he is now he's still he's still one of my favorite baseball players. And I always enjoyed either watching highlights of him or learning about him. And when I went to the Black History Museum in Washington, D.C., actually, there was a little, I think one of his jerseys was in, um, one of his jerseys was in one of those cabinets. Um, really? It's on my Snapchat. I was showing my coworker, yeah. That's pretty um, neat. There was, yeah, it was pretty cool. It was a pretty cool exhibit. <laughs> I. It's, uh, you know, it, it, it's a sad day just because, you know, he, uh, being so close to us, you know, Atlanta has always been, you know, especially for people in Alabama not having any, Proteins, the Atlanta Braves have always been yeah. seen, you know, as as our team, as the home team. So 
having like a, a home team legend, you know, not only just yeah. the sport of baseball, but for what feels like our team, it, it is very sad to see. Um, but yeah, like you, like you say, like pre steroids era, I mean, this guy absolutely yeah. dominant. Like, like I would, I would still say he, uh, he's the most home runs, you know, pre steroids era, pre cheating. So <laughs> shout out, yeah. you know, RIP to the legend, you know, we love you. We're proud of you. Thank you for everything you did for this community. Um, yeah. It's a sad you know, day. I sad. was going to, I was going to say, let me add this. Thank you. Uh, I don't know if any of Hank Aaron's family or whatever ever comes across this, but Hank Aaron is very influential for a lot of people of my skin color. Um, so imagine us in the modern day. Um, imagine back in the seventies and sixties and late fifties when he was playing how influential that was for a lot of black kids that either were able to listen to Atlanta Braves baseball games and see him in newspapers and listen to him hit all those home runs or watch them watch him on TV um, in the seventies. So big shout out to him I mean, for being so I mean you think you think Jackie Robinson obviously for being the first. Yeah. Um but but then you gotta put as far as just like overall just success, you know, Hank Aaron really just paved the way. Yes. For many, many people giving, you know, people, a lot of people hopes and dreams. So that's, yeah, exactly. Like you said, it's not, it's not just the stats, but it's just, you know, his impact of influence and what he yeah. did for just millions and millions of Americans yeah. and people around the globe. So very, very yeah, nice he wasn't, to bring that up. Yeah. It's not, he wasn't just like an example as a black MLB player. He was an example as a MLB player, as a sports athlete. Muhammad Ali said there's only, I forget what the exact quote is, but basically Muhammad Ali says there's only one other athlete that I really think of and really respect, and it was Hank Aaron. So that tells you all you need to know. That's that's coming a lot from from Muhammad Ali, Cassius Clay, the man. He, I mean, very very much a fan of himself. So for him to throw out the, uh, you know, yeah. looking up to other people, it that that definitely means a lot. So it's definitely, yeah. um, you know, with a heavy heart. We got to say goodbye to an absolute legend on the field, off the field. Um, someone that, you know, I think pretty much every American can look up to in one way or another, whether or not you're a baseball fan, whether or not, um, you know, you're, you're, you're a, a young African American looking up to someone, it, no matter how you dice it or slice it, there's a way that, you know, this man could be an influence and, and it's, it's a sad day, but absolute legend you know you you don't you don't cry because it's over you smile because it happened and uh yeah. the man left uh, an amazing life so anyways moving on to uh a little bit more lighthearted now, a little bit know? more lighthearted. Yeah. uh still kind of a negative note that i guess is more of a negative episode walker take it away more of a more on a negative note okay well, so, it's a, a loss is a um, loss now this one, I mean, it's, well, he's yes. Not, here's the thing. Well, here's the thing. He's not a fan of the team that you're mentioning. Well, it's, so, you know, it's, it's like you know, it's probably he's probably he's sitting there laughing about it because you know. I mean, team, I don't really care know, that much. I, I mean, tomatoes, like, yeah, I tomatoes, tomatoes. It's it's negative for someone out there, I'm sure. So. Yeah, um, I don't know how many Nets fans there are. I don't know how many real Nets fans there are. Let's let's put it let's put it that way. Um, no, they probably got no. a couple, they probably got a few new fans over the past few months. Let's put it that. Let's let's just say that. Um. So, as you guys know, as we talked about on the previous podcast, um, Kyrie Irving has joined – I mean, Kyrie Irving. James Harden has joined the Brooklyn Nets, um, which is, you know, whatever. That's cool. Good for him. He's happy. He looks happy. He's playing happy. He plays so much better. I don't know if you guys watched any of the Rockets games, but he didn't 
look like he gave a crap at all. No. His first no. game, he came, the first game he comes back to play for the Nets, he gets a triple-double. He gets was, a he, was, he, was he wearing a fat suit, do y'all think? Facts. I think Houston. he had like a body. He had to have like a body. Layers. Something no way out of the arm because this man looked like he lost 25 pounds on that flight from Houston to Brooklyn. Like something yeah. right here. It, 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 yeah, no, thin in Brooklyn. it can't just be water weight. It, it wasn't just a gut. <laughs> it, it was so much. I don't want to say yeah. the man had a fat suit on, but it, there was something. He had multiple, multiple mm. layers on. When he, he was had some playing. wrapping or something. I don't know. Some wrapping. Thing, I don't know what it was. Or like a cold pack. Maybe a cold pack, a heat pack. I don't know. Sorry. It was, it was oh not God. for whatever. Big old waist trainer. The intended know? purpose yeah, but... of whatever he was wearing was to make him look fat and sluggish. And it, it worked. <laughs> it worked. Yeah, but Kyrie, I mean Kyrie Irving. James Harden, that's the thing about some NBA players that if he isn't that big, he wouldn't be that good, honestly. Because that's how he powers through the lane and gets to the lane like that. Like, it's... Being able to be that big and move that swiftly and be that agile is impressive unto itself. It's like it's literally like LeBron or Luka Doncic. The way they move at how heavy they are and how tall they are is massively impressive. Massively impressive. Anyways, um, so Kyrie joins the team. I think it was Tuesday night that they play their first game together, all three of them together. Um, but that's not even the biggest story. The biggest story is that Colin Sexton and the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Cleveland Cavaliers, let's say that again one more time, the team in Cleveland, Ohio, where there is nothing there except for gray clouds and a river. The Cavaliers? Um, the Cavaliers. The Cavaliers. The, the Cavaliers beat the Brooklyn Nets in two overtimes. Double OT. Um, yeah. Colin Sexton was the story of the game. Um on Twitter, everybody was going crazy. They said that Colin Sexton beat Kyrie Irving in Kyrie Irving's number. He wears number two. And in Kyrie's shoes. He wore, like, Kyrie lows, like Kyrie three lows, I think. Um, it was very impressive the way he played. Obviously, we all know Colin Sexton's a really good basketball player. He uh, came out of Georgia in high school, went to Alabama. Um, I don't know if you guys remember this, that three on five and a tournament. Which tournament? I think. Was it the NCAA tournament or was there a different? No, tournament? no, it, really it sure. was like it was during a it was whatever tournament they were playing in in uh, during Thanksgiving, and it was like okay, Hawaii it was like some tournament. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah against like Minnesota. Um, he like basically Sion Hanley led a comeback three against five for like ten minutes or something like that against Minnesota way back in the day. Um, it was very impressive, but we all know Colin Sexton is a hooper. He's been a hoop ta- hoop mixtape legend for years now, and. Uh, can't say I'm surprised, but I am surprised that that happened. Um, Katie and Ky- Katie and James Harden looked amazing together. Their first game together, um, they ended up winning by three or four or something like that. Again, I don't remember who they played against, but they played really well. Um, it was just like you go, I go, you go, I go. But they have no perimeter defense, like I said. Um, the commentators, I don't know if you guys watch the game or listen to the game, but the commentators basically every time. They would score. They'd be like, "Oh my gosh, how do you stop the Nets?" And then on the other end, like the freaking Bucks would like drain a three or something like that. And then they Nets would go back on offense. Oh my gosh, how do you stop them? KD is so amazing. On the other end, the Bucks are getting whatever the heck they wanted to. And that's, that's the thing like is the, like there, there's a yeah. lot like it's just offense. Like the Nets have no defense. That's the and that's their biggest yeah. thing. I think Steve Nash even pointed it yeah. out. Like it was almost a good loss to have to realize, hey. 
the Cavs were the like the worst rated offense in the NBA, and they took them yeah. to double overtimes and won. So I think that's like the biggest problem. Yeah. You know, Kyrie's not known for his defense. You know, James Harden's okay; he can get some steals, but he's not known for his defense either. I mean, Kevin Durant can play defense, like can play some phenomenal defense, but he's only guarding one player. So I think yeah. if you don't have five guys locked in, you know, yeah. that's where it's going to be. That's where they're going to struggle at. And the trade deadline isn't for a while isn't for a few more weeks, maybe even longer than that. Um, they have time to bring in a few. The perimeter isn't really the problem. The problem is interior defense. They don't have a center. They don't have a true center. Um, so they're going to have to trade somebody around and get a few true centers in to be a rim protector and help them out in the paint. Um, another thing is that the Cavaliers also have one of the best defenses in the NBA, which is also very surprising. But they took them to double OT. So that's something I guess you can take a positive away from is that the Nets obviously can outscore anybody in the NBA. I still have the Lakers as my NBA champions, though. Nick, how are you feeling about that? Who's you who's won the championship for you? See, right now it's still hard to tell. There's still some there's still some teams out there I've got to see. Clippers are still they're looking good. I mean, Paul George is playing all right, yes. trying to have his little redemption tour from uh, you know, yeah. playoff Pete choking <laughs> like he did. Yeah. The bubble. So, I mean, they're looking good. Um, they're still, I don't know. I sort of see how the Celtics will end up playing. Kemba just came back a couple of games ago. Yeah, so he's got Kemba Walker. Yeah. He's Kemba's looking pretty good. You know, the yeah. Bucks didn't look bad last night against the Lakers. And, you know, yeah. it was a back and forth game. Um, I don't know. Right. It's for me, it's one of those too early to tell. It's still, there's still a couple of yeah. teams in the, in the West I want to see too. Um, yeah. see how they're going to play, but it's, it's gonna be very interesting. I'm I'm the most surprised by the New York Knicks right now. Julius Randle, how he has them playing <laughs> yeah. insane. The fact that they're over 500 and they're in a playoff yeah. spot right now, absolutely insane to me. I think the thing for the Knicks is that having Tom Thibodeau as a coach, he's one of the coaches that emphasizes defense, and he's yeah. gonna he's he's gonna win you games just based off of his game plan and how strict he is with his players. He doesn't let his players make stupid plays. And if they make stupid plays, they're getting instantly kicked off the floor. Like, they're instantly yeah. going to the bench. So, he doesn't really – that can win you games alone if you just play the right way without sloppiness. And well, you remember numbers. how you remember how he had the Bulls playing, you know, 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, Derrick Rose, you know, Joe Kim Noah, Todd Gibson, Carlos Boozer, all those yeah. guys. Like, he, he had yeah, them yeah. running. So yeah, I yeah. Think, um, yeah. So, yeah. It's good for the Knicks. It's, it was a good hire for the Knicks in terms of getting an actual culture in and – Get them to work hard. That's good for the next. That's what the next need. And it's good. So keeping with the uh, keeping with the sports topic, guys, we've got big weekend tomorrow. We've got UFC 257 in Abu Dhabi. Conor McGregor is back fighting Dustin Poirier once again. It's their second bout. Yep, guys, I'm excited. Like I, yes. it's been a it's been a whole year since Conor's fought. I enjoy watching yeah. Conor McGregor fight. Just the showmanship, the power. It's just I, I absolutely love it, and so having him come back to this yeah. fight against Dustin Poirier, Dustin ever since their last fight in 2014, like yeah, I think it's been seven years since they last fought. Dustin's gotten some good wins under his belt, like he yeah. he's been looking dominant. But I just don't, especially after seeing the press conferences this week, the face off, like Connor, yeah, the face off so was cool. The face off was he's electric. So confident. He's yeah. so confident in his abilities that he's not having to showboat. He's not having to do anything. He's like he's being calm, cool, collected. You know, it's like all love between him and Dustin. And that's where he used to be the most afraid of Conor McGregor when he's not trying to get in your head like that. Like he's playing yeah. nine games with you when he's being chill, and that's the scariest yeah. part about Conor McGregor. Yeah, 
Yeah, imagine going in the octagon and looking across you, and Conor McGregor is looking at you without with a blank stare. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. You'd have to. I I'd do anything to get out of there. <laughs> like Conor McGregor turned it all the way up to eleven when he was fighting Khabib, and he lost because he knew he was a real adversary. He knew he was really Khabib was really going to bring it, and he was someone that he really needed to turn up to. So he, I mean, he was doing the whole mental game. He was coming after Khabib's family, his you know his father, and everything. Yeah. All the disrespect that you can pull out there. Now, when he's not slinging that out at you, that means that he doesn't really care about this fight. Not that he doesn't care about this fight, but he knows he's going to win. He doesn't have to get in your head because he knows he's going to already embarrass you in the ring. And was it 257? Yeah, 257. 257. Saturday night from Abu Dhabi. It's going to be like, you know... Nine o'clock in the morning where they are, but it's gonna be like <laughs> ten o'clock here because we're Americans and that's how we do things. It's gonna be electric. I'm I'm ready. Uh, I would say I it's think gonna it's be gonna all be, night. I was gonna say it's gonna be an all night party over there. They're gonna be daylight to not all daylight to freaking dark time, bro. They're gonna be absolutely acting crazy. But, could, could, but the thing about I was gonna say that I'll be I mean Abu Dhabi, um, Saudi Arabia, or no the UAE. I'm sorry, the UAE is actually like one of the highest like vacation spots because everybody from Europe is going there and a whole bunch of Americans that can afford it are going there during this pandemic. So I already know it's, I already know it's going to be crazy. I already know oh, it's absolutely. It is. I mean, it's, it's one of the most wealthy portions of, you know, the earth. I don't know if you know this or not, but yeah. it's, it's in the middle of the desert. Well, actually it's not in the middle of the desert. It's right next to, you know, water <laughs> and everything, but it doesn't get a lot of because, rain. Yeah. It doesn't naturally get a yeah. lot of rain. Did you know that they make it rain there once a week? Because they like they're able to like spray some stuff in the sky from like a crop duster, and it's it's called cloud seeding, and it'll seed the clouds, and it'll cause rain. So they can they can make it rain once a week on command. It's fantastically expensive, as you can imagine, but they do it once. But a week. they can afford it. They get a nice little rain <laughs> once a week because they have so much money over there, and uh, yeah. of course. So if you, I mean, if you're a rich person, I want to go. And uh, I would love to go. I'm not a wealthy person, but it's a beautiful place. Once once Goat Entertainment just kicks off, we'll we'll take a nice trip to Abu Dhabi, and uh, we'll kick it over there. Yeah, I'd rather go to honestly, I'd rather go to Abu Dhabi than go to Dubai, which is kind of. Oh, facts. I think that's not facts. as. I don't know if that's as. I don't know if a lot of people feel that way, but I'd rather go to Abu Dhabi than go to Dubai. I, I want to go to Abu Dhabi, and then I want to go to uh, Monaco. I want to go to Monaco too. I'd like to go to Singapore also. I like. I like Would Singapore. love to go to Singapore. I think Walker, we're just picking out really nice places. Uh, F one places <laughs> for F one tracks. This is turning into, turn into just where do y'all want our vacation to? This that that is exactly. Yeah. Uh, I can cool. do a whole podcast about where we can vacation. I'm I'm, I'm I'm gonna be stupid guy Josh here for a second. Um, how far away is Abu Dhabi in Dubai? I have no clue. Is um, probably a, did like are, a sixteen-hour flight. I think something like that. It's probably less. Than, it's definitely not that. Abu Dhabi and Dubai. <laughs> Give me oh, wait, how, wait, how, how close they are to each other. Yeah, or to the U.S. Oh, I thought. Question. Okay, okay. I see. Okay, now I see what Nick was thinking. Together, it's probably like an hour flight, maybe. But I don't One know how second. far it is in terms of like driving or how many actual like kilometers or miles it was. Yeah, it's 
Josh, why we like we just need to preface as you you got a you got a multitask right here, brother. What were you <laughs> what was the question? You can't Ab- just like leave the listeners hanging. Abu Dhabi. Uh, I'm just trying to make sure that Abu Dhabi and Dubai aren't like St. Paul and Minneapolis, Minnesota, where they're like they're basically the right same next city. to each other. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, oh, okay. So we're not wrong in saying that we would rather go to one place or another. It's about an hour's drive from from each other. Okay. So, okay, so it's like a okay, thirty minute flight, not, not a, even thirty minute. Flight. Not a sixteen it's hour like plane ride, but I understand that Nick no, was talking from the you U.S. Didn't, you didn't, you, I know what you, you didn't. Yeah, about. you didn't word your question. Nick, you how long? Question, Nick. How long have we been friends, Nick? We've been knowing each other for quite a while, at least five years. I okay. Where are you going? Where are you going with this? I'm just saying. I, <laughs> I know what you were saying before. You know when when you were talking about the sixteen hour flight. I I automatically knew. You yeah, must have thought I, I, I said, said it, and, the then US. You, and you didn't respond because you're having a doodle. You know, it was I, was I was just you know, making gotta... sure we weren't. Stu- I was fact checking on the spot. See, these are the problems that you got to, you know, overcome as a small podcast. You got to have, you know, fact checkers on the spot. Fact checkers. And I, I was just making sure we were spitting only facts. I didn't want to seem like ignorant Americans, making sure Honestly, that Abu Dhabi down... and Dubai weren't the exact same place. I'm down to go crazy and just not fact check. I'm yeah. down. Or that. It's going to keep me up at night, but okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. I don't care. So, anyways, uh, yeah, no, I would love to go visit there. It's going to be electric. I'm I'm still mad. I don't know if y'all remember earlier, earlier, earlier in the year, right when the, the pandemic kind of kicked off and everything shut Josh, down. Josh, Josh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Earlier in the year was... Last year, ago. I'm sorry. Thank Last you. year, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to hit the reset button on uh on 2021. Um, early in 2020, when uh, Dana White said, "You know what? I'm not going to stop <laughs> my out. business." Shout out to Dana White. Though, yes, I remember that. For just being like, "All right, we're gonna audible it. and we're gonna do what we can and we're gonna quarantine everybody and then we're gonna yeah. get this freaking UFC thing going." I'm still a little bit bitter that they set up an entire octagon on the beach and made it seem like they were going to be yeah, fighting fight on island. the beach. <laughs> fight I- they 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 made it seem like it was going to be fight island on the beach, and uh, and then next thing you know they're fighting from a gym. I'm a little bit mad about that. And then they brought it up. <laughs> they, they did bring it up to him. They were like Dana. So p- some people do feel a little misled uh with the uh octagon not being you know people not fighting on the beach and he was like yeah yeah he's like that's definitely more of a visual it's like i mean people can go up there and kind of stretch and warm up and take pictures like but that would be absolutely hectic just as far as lighting and sand blowing up it would be awful no one would want to do that but you know i understand after thinking about it you understand but prequel you wish That's like those college college. basketball games that were done like the that were done on like the um Navy uh the aircraft well, I don't, I forget what they're called. Yeah, that was so stupid. Yeah, the aircraft carriers. I remember those games. It was like Michigan State and North Carolina. The jerseys were super cool. Wow, let so, me just get that out of there. Their jerseys but, were cool. Like the digi camo was cool, but yeah. that was the dumbest basketball I've ever seen. When, yeah. when and was, it was that? like I remember the players complaining about like the air like the wind like on the sea. I was like Okay. Yeah. Did they take the boats well, like was, out to sea? Yeah. They... I don't think it was. Okay. See, I think they reported, but still, it, like it's still windy on the like the ocean or wherever you are. Yeah, because you're playing. I mean, obviously, every one of these guys has played basketball outside in a park or something once or twice. Or yeah. Obviously, more than once or twice, they grew up probably playing outside. Uh, but still, you get used yeah. to certain 
uh, yeah, I mean, you get used to certain balls, you get used to certain courts, you get used to yeah. playing outside, not having to take wind into account. This ain't the NFL. Yeah. You don't have dome courts and open courts. But uh, yeah. so I can I can imagine that would be be kind of an issue. So. Yeah. The thing is, I think the cool thing is, I think during well now they changed it to where like they don't really do games like that. They do it like at army bases instead of like aircraft carriers now. So like they'll have a game in like Alaska every once in a while or like somewhere random. Yeah. But which is pretty cool. Which is a cool alternative. But you know, yeah. Anyways, they sh- that's like playing pool on a on a boat. Like it's changing the, yeah. the whole game's changing yeah, the whole throws time. Off a lot. Yeah. That that's weird. Yeah. That's weird. The more you think about it, the more you're like, this is this is ridiculous. Like the idea. No, that's the thing about the that's the thing about the NCAA, bro. They're trying to get that money, no matter what. Oh, they're trying to get that money. Nobody money grabs like the NCAA. No, no one at all. <laughs> no one. No preacher. No politician. No nobody <laughs> on this planet that you think, oh, they're just out here grabbing money. Nobody grabs money like the NCAA. Yes, that's facts. They will find yeah. you for anything, and they will do. They will have a game <laughs> on an airplane if it means getting, you know, selling TV rights and getting some money. more money. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so okay, f- so let's just let's close this out for a second. Walker, Walker witnessed something a few weeks ago, to, to which I forgot. I was going to have him bring him up a few <laughs> weeks ago, and I forgot. Somehow it just hit me just about an hour ago. Somehow, Somehow we forgot about this <laughs> ginormous thing. But anyways, Walker, kick it off. So, Walker, oh, okay, just, yeah. I'm going to preface this for a second. I'm going to preface this. Okay. So, I'm at work the other day, and uh, they realized just, you know, just random, just a sign. We'll call it a sign for now. It's just gone, right? And uh, it's a busy, it's like <laughs> a Friday, and uh, some new uh, new guy that's there just doing, I don't even know what he was doing. He's just like unboxing stuff, and I'm like, okay, I wonder why he's doing that. And then, like, he dropped it. It's big enough signed where he dropped it in the like inside and it made a huge sound and we're like what the freak is this guy doing <laughs> so then they go on to tell us the events that happened the night before that's where mr kirk comes <laughs> into play all right so i think this was a i guess it was a friday night or i think it might have been a thursday night um I, we work at starbucks well i work at starbucks josh joshua robinson does not um nicholas borden Works at Starbucks one day a week when he chooses to work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever he wants to wake I've up. Got, I've got a week and a half left on my contract. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, dang. So it was a Thursday night. Um, our friend, our very close friend, Austin Joy. Shout out Austin Joy. Um, he is the goat man. The goat man, Joy. He, uh, today is his birthday, actually. He's turning 21. Hey. So shout out. Happy, year, shout happy out, birthday shout to the kid. Shout out to, shout out to the um, kid. He's probably actually. I'm not going to say what he's probably doing. I, I'll, you know, that's he's, that's probably information. He's on his knees, <laughs> probably, praying to the Lord. That's what he's doing. He's eating cake and he's praying to the praying to the Lord. Anyways, so um, we uh, I think so. It was me, another coworker named Hannah, and I think it was just us three. We were really, really understaffed. Um, as per usual at Starbucks, we are always understaffed, and they cater Alabama Starbucks. If you're listening, please. No apply for a job please apply for a job only if you're going to show up to work and not call every single day that you <laughs> get scheduled um no shots fired but it sounds like it's coming from a hurt place walker a whole lot of shots fired to a handful of people who i will not name um even though i probably should name um 
So we end up. So I think we're closing early. I think we're closing early at like eight thirty or eight because we're understaffed, like I said. Um, and this we end up closing the drive-through because you know that's what you have to do whenever you close early and people think that you know you're closing regular time, whatever, whatever. There's a lady in our drive-through that calls start that calls Starbucks and we answer it and we're assuming that it's going to be someone saying like, "Yo, what time are you guys closing that?" Um, actually it's just the lady in the drive that's saying, Hey, there's a lady that just moved your sign to get into the drive-thru. I know you guys closed the drive-thru, but she just moved the sign to get in. And we're like, Oh, okay. That's cool. Um, and then Austin being the manager that he is shout out. He's such a good manager. He's doing a great job. Um, he walks outside, he goes to the lady's window, the lady that is allegedly moves the sign. He asks her, Hey, did you move the sign? And she was like, oh, no, of course not. Of course not. And Austin was like, okay, yeah. Because at Starbucks, the, one of the mottos is the customers, the customer is always right at Starbucks, even if they're detrimentally wrong. They're always right. Oh, I oh, I never uh, I never went by that rule. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's I know. A rule. <laughs> if you're a shift, you have to go by that rule. If you're, if you're one of uh, the lowly ones, then, uh, you know, you can cheat them however the heck you want to. Anyways, so... Austin walks back in, walks back in. He's like, okay, cool. Austin's like, okay, we're just going to, we're going to get that lady. She's not ordering. So this lady, so like two cars later or whatever, we hear a ding and then we hear a ding. And then this lady was like, um, hey, can I get like a vanilla bean, frappuccino and something else? And Austin was like, uh, sorry, we're closed for the night. And this lady was like, hello, hello. And then she was like, she was being so loud, so loud. Um, she thought, you know, she run the, she run the place, I guess. And she was like, you know what? She, I can't say what she actually said, but then she ended up backing out. <laughs> oh my God. We got dogs barking. We got people pulling up to the house, I guess. We got cats um, sitting on, on, on the screens and we got dogs barking. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this lady backs out, like she reverses out of the drive-thru and we see her lights, you know, moving, whatever, whatever. It's a cold day. So it's kind of foggy on the window so you can't really see outside you can't really make out what she's doing um and then she sits where the sign is for a while we just figure that she's moving the sign like any regular person would um and then austin's like you know what? i'm gonna check this out once the lady leaves he walks outside he goes on the headset he's like bruh she stole the effing sign i was like <laughs> what we were like we were sh- we were like she did what she stole what? She's like, well, she stole the sign. And we was all just looking at each other like, how that, who thinks to steal a sign that's petty. that says that we close early? That's petty. Like, what like, do you do sign, and, and the thing is, like, this sign is, like, at least a yard tall, and it's not light. It's heavy. Yeah, it's like, heavy. It's, yes. it's, metal, it's a it's sturdy heavy. sign. A lot yes. of a lot of things at that Starbucks has been blown away and removed by <laughs> that, Mother Nature. That, has not. that sign had been there since I think the store had opened. I was in fifth grade, so like 2007. It's 2021. If you, <laughs> Literally, as I've said, that, that sign might be uh, that sign might be as old as the girl that freaking stole that freaking sign. You know what I'm saying? How how old was the girl? So, like, how old was the girl? Oh, she was a young lady. Austin said Austin said that she looked like she was around like. 20 or like 19 like what right. i thought this is like a like a I, 40 year old character i thought this, this was an oh old no, no 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 what 
Oh no no no! This was a this was a little girl trying to act like she was uh, like she was like that. She was like she was that. about she it. Um, she's she like, you about know what? it, man. She's like, I'm so bad. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna steal the exactly. sign. Exactly. They're gonna serve me. It's like what? And what now, thing, what's a twenty year old girl gonna do with this sign? You know? Yes, exactly. And we and I was like, bro, if I go on Snapchat and I see somebody flexing a Starbucks sign, I'm gonna be pissed. I'm gonna be uh, pissed. <laughs> oh my god, dude! It was. Honestly, we thought we thought it was so funny. We honestly were mad for a little second, but then we thought it was hilarious. But Austin was like uh, visibly like freaked out a little bit or like a little bit worried because obviously he can get in trouble for that if you know yeah. it gets explained he's, the wrong way or whatever. He's not going to get in trouble for that. All he has to say if is, ex- yeah, is you know we were closed and some girl like pulled through the drive through and she stole the sign. Like you can't be like I mean you can't be held responsible for that. Somebody yeah. outside they're just stealing stuff. You can't be held responsible for that. Yeah, exactly. Josh. Josh, if you're the shift in that situation, what would you have done? I would have texted my store supervisor, like, "Yo, someone stole the sign," and they would have been like, "Are you serious?" And I would be like, "One hundred percent." They'd be like, "Okay," and that's that's all that would have been done about that. I'd be like, oh, "All right, I'm going home now." So. That's like, that's yeah. how that's how things would have gone down. It it's. I wish like I wish rough. like we would have all been there and witnessed that. <laughs> I would have been charging like uh that would have been so funny. There's something about to, uh, uh, witnessing a theft. There's something yeah. about that. It's it's a secondhand rush that you get from that person. You know I don't condone being a thief and stealing things, <laughs> but. I think like I that's can, not like, this is like under like whatever's under petty theft is this this is just like stupid. This like, isn't even thanks. petty theft. Like I don't have to move the sign now, so thank you for that. You know, getting this off yeah. my back. I don't know what like, I don't know it, what she gained. Yeah, I don't know what she gained from that. Honestly, I really don't. I don't understand. This is an inconvenient like, theft. Not inconvenient for us. This is an inconvenient for theft you. for yeah. you. This is like if you were to like. But she was driving like an itty bitty car. Like I don't even know how she fit it in there. Like her trunk <laughs> was as big as this freaking desk that I'm doing this on. It's it's like if you were to try to steal like a tire from Walmart, like a single tire. Like it would <laughs> cause you more trouble and issues than it would cause yeah. us. Like no, I don't see. That. I don't even life. think it's that. No, it's not even like that because freaking like it's just a sign. Like we don't, you know, we use it for. Like just to put it in front of the drive through, like that's it, you know. Like it's a like, convenient thing that we have. It's not a necessity. We're yeah, like we're not selling it, like you know, like we're not. It's just it is what it is. It's a freaking. She just frame. stole a sign, sign. Just to steal a sign. And so. call, like, what is she gonna do with it? Like just a Starbucks sign. And all we have to do is call the DM, and they'll have us a new one next week. So we actually had a back. We just had a backup one that was newer, and we just put it out there the next day. Stick that one out. See, that's it. you didn't cause any troubles. Look. If you're out there listening, <laughs> A, we appreciate it. Keep listening. Hit subscribe, download, <laughs> tell your friends. Secondly, you play you played yourself. So played yourself. Well, that's it. You like, dirty it, rat. It is what it is. <laughs> so, you uh, rat. Well, all right, fellas. Good episode. That was a funny story. Great, great way to round it out. We started out kind of on a low note. We ended with a hilarious story of someone playing yourself. <laughs> You love to see it. I love seeing people that are trying to act all big and bad play themselves. It's probably and end up looking stupid and end up looking stupid. So (laughs) anyways, uh, like I said earlier, kind of in a joking manner, but seriously, hit that like button, subscribe, leave us, you know, a review if you can rate 
five stars, you know, a thumbs up, whatever the metric is on your listening device. Share us on social media. All, all the things. Do all the things. All the things. All the if, things. If you like it, you know, let us know what you like about it. If you don't, if you don't like us, you know, I'm I'm sorry, but let us know what you don't like, and we'll try and change it, fix it, make it better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you uh, go. Be, there's always room for improvement. There's always room for improvement. Um, this has been the Young Podcast. I've been your host, Josh Robinson. This has been Walker Kirk. And this has been Nick Borden. And as always, thanks for listening.